This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Jack. Sports Jack. It's Sports Jack. Welcome to episode 197. Ooh, that's the Dazzy Vance episode. Isn't that a dance that I did in middle school at Lakeshore? No, 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 no. That that was jazz hands. Jazz hands. Yeah, this is Dazzy Vance. Dazzy Vance is one of the more interesting Hall of Famers in Major League Baseball. How so? He spent a decade in the minor leagues. He didn't move into the major leagues until he was a rookie at 31 years old. Then wound up leading the National League in strikeouts seven straight years and won a World Series with the Cardinals in 1934 when he was well into his 40s. Won 197 games in his big league career. But can you imagine toiling in the minor leagues for 10 years, waiting to get your chance? You finally get it in your 30s. And I mean... We're not talking about the big league salaries of today. You're you're basically probably playing in the minor leagues during the summer and then finding another job to keep the family afloat wow. during the 1910s. Tip of the cap to old Dazzy Vance. Family Broadcasting Corporation. Well, in association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network, presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is! It's good! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer, this one will be relived, Chuck Freebie. Forever! You are so, you are just neck deep in research and development for it Friday's game. Time for basketball, kids. Mm-hmm. Love this time of year where girls' tournaments wrap it up, the guys' tournament is revving up, college basketball, we're getting towards March Madness. There's some excitement in the air for basketball. And I'll tell you what, on the boys' side, Corey, we've got four really hot teams 
right now. We uh, posted on the 46 Sports Twitter page. And if you don't follow 46 Sports on Twitter, first of all, go outside and flog yourself. Uh, Don't put on a coat before you do because you should be punished for this. And then come back in and follow 46 Sports on Twitter because there's a lot of good information on that page. I agree. What we posted this morning was the four longest win streaks of teams in our Indiana viewing area right now. Northridge has a 12-game win streak. They cruised to an easy win over Fairfield last night. And Scott Radiker's team, remember, Corey, we made this prophecy back in January when we saw them beat Warsaw in 46, and I came in here the next Monday, and I said, look, this team may run the table for the rest of the regular season, and it looks like they will. Then you've got Westview that's won 10 straight. They just won the Northeast Corner Conference last night with a 62-40 win over Fremont. And then you've got the Washington Panthers. The Washington Panthers on January 16th lost, and they were 6-8 and eight on the season. They've won eight straight, and they've turned their season around. They're 14-8 and eight. in those eight games. They're averaging 10 points a game more than they were the previous 14. So they were averaging about 59 points a game for the first 14 games of the season. The last eight, they've averaged almost 70. Amazing turnaround on the west side. And we'll see that Washington team play a Marion team that has now won seven straight after a 58-47 win over Michigan City. And the thing that's so impressive about the way that Marion is beating teams is they're holding teams somewhere between 15 to 20 points below their average. And they do it, they're not standing there holding the ball, but they play such smothering defense that nobody's able to score on them. So Rob Berger's Knights beat Michigan City last night. Michigan City's a good ball club. They've won 16 games. A lot of people think that they could give Culver Academy a run in the 4A sectional. I've got them number four in my freebie five. And yet, they couldn't handle the Knights last night on their home court. You said the team that won eight straight, coached by... Ryan Varga, the Washington Panthers. You talked to him on your Twitter page, right? Yes, I did. Did he address, like, how do, how do you go from six to eight? Like, what was the – does he remember what he said to them that would make them kick into eight straight? Well, it's funny. You should ask that, Corey. Let's hear from the Panthers right now. I think first off, they've dialed in on defense a little bit more. And our seniors, uh, you know, between the three of them, um, just, you know, holding people more accountable – um, being better leaders uh, on the floor and in practice and, and in the locker room had a huge part to do with it. I feel like we've come together more as the season has gone. You know, we started off in slump early, then we quickly turned things around, we've been more consistent in practice, and that's translated over in the game. We're starting to trust each other more. It really just set our ball movement, just us all clicking together, working together, and see everybody eat. So it's got a little bit to do with the team growing up a team deciding that instead of trying to play everybody play one-on-one and everybody do their thing, let's play together as a team. Let's move the ball around. Everybody's going to get their share anyway. And these three really good seniors, Jalen Petty, Demarcus Vaughn, and Janai Griffin, 
uh, leading this team and making it a red-hot team right now. But as we mentioned on Monday's show, Corey, here's the thing about this Marion-Washington game. They play Friday night. They turn around and play in the first round of the sectional Tuesday night. So I asked, I said, Ryan, how do you play this? And he said, you know, we had the same situation with Marion two years ago, my first year as a head coach. And I went into the first game and I said, uh, let's let's downplay it. Let's not, you know, let's not show much. And we lost by 23 and we came back and we lost in overtime to them in the sectional. But the other thing that I he took out of that was he felt like he shortchanged his kids by not allowing them to compete in the Friday night game. Okay. So he's going into it with the mindset we're trying to win Friday night and we're trying to win Tuesday. He believes that a win Friday night would give them the confidence they need to go win Tuesday. We beat them once, we're going to beat them a couple days later. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's that's an interesting position to be in as a coach because because the game doesn't matter, right? It ultimately doesn't matter. Right. Do you put your bottom 5 in to give them that huge man, you're going to play a full game tonight. So let's see what you got. I I think he wants to keep his starters sharp. He wants to keep the rest of his team sharp. Yeah. And here, here's another little twist to this game between Washington and Marion. The Marion head coach, Rob Berger, does not teach at Marion High School. He teaches at Washington High School in the classroom right next to Ryan Varga, the Washington head coach. So they talk all the time. And they talk basketball all the time. So I think both of them have a really good idea what the other guy does and, and what the other team is like. So that should make it fun as well. Let's head up to the uh, the Mitten State in Michigan. In Michigan, I thought the big game last night had Lakeshore going on the road. Lakeshore has had a good season, but they've they've had some stumbling blocks with games against really good teams. And Kalamazoo Central, I think, is a squad that qualifies as a really good team. Lakeshore went up there, gave them a run last night, but they lost 48-45. So Sean Schrader's got to turn his team around a little bit and try to get them ready with the district tournament coming up in a couple of weeks. Brandywine is another team having a terrific season. They had their hands full with Goebbels last night. Goebbels is about a 500 team, but... Brandywine was really struggling, had to come from behind to win 49-46. And then Cassopolis got a huge win as they try to wrap up a Southwest 10 conference. They beat Marcellus 67-65. That was a honey of a game. Cassopolis was hanging close the whole time but just couldn't get over the hump until the end. And so the Rangers uh, get a big win last night over Marcellus. And that should bode well for them as they get ready for the district tournament here in a couple of weeks. Now, the big difference between Michigan high school basketball and Indiana is what? Well, there's a couple of things. I think, number one, and this is painting with a broad brush, it's not meant to be denigrating to anybody in the state of Michigan, but I think the coaching in Indiana tends to be better as a whole than the coaching in Michigan. I think it's it's because... I mean, this is really seen as Indiana sport. And mm-hmm. so there is there is a premium placed on hiring good basketball coaches in this state. Uh, number two, 
the Michigan tournament, this is the first year do, they're doing this, but the Michigan tournament is seeded. The first two teams in the tournament are are placed so that they're on opposite sides of the bracket, hoping that the district championship game will then have number one versus number two. Of course, there's no guarantees. you got to go win your games, whereas the Indiana tournament is done on a blind draw, as we discussed on Monday. Hmm. Interesting. You ready to segue into college basketball? Yeah, let's talk about Notre Dame. They've got a big game tonight at Boston College. A very winnable game, even though the Eagles beat Notre Dame on its home floor uh, back in December, I believe. That was at a time that this Notre Dame team was really struggling. They seem to have pulled out of those struggles. They're passing the ball a lot better. Their movement on offense seems to be a lot better. Mike Bray feels like they can still be a strong defensive team. This is an opportunity to show it in these next two games. You're going to go to Boston College. Is it a winnable game? Absolutely. Is it going to be easy? No, never is when you play these guys at the Conti Forum. So Notre Dame's got to win that one, and then they've got to turn around and go down to Wake Forest on Saturday And typically you say, oh, that's a cakewalk. That's an easy one. Except Wake Forest just beat Duke in double overtime last night, 113-101. to So clearly the Demon Deacons have some things figured out right now on offense, and that's going to be a big challenge for this Notre Dame team, which doesn't always play great defense. Do you have a date for uh, Selection Day? Uh, Selection Sunday is not until the second Sunday of March. So actually, that's I believe it's the third Sunday of March this year. So that'll be uh, March fifteenth. Okay, and then we'll have Tom Noy in studio March sixteenth uh, to kick around the brackets. Mm-hmm. What happened last night in basketball? Well, Michigan State got a nice solid win over Iowa, seventy-eight seventy. The Hawkeyes were actually the higher ranked team going into that game. They were number eighteen. Michigan State was twenty-four, but. As you know, if you've listened to the show regularly, the Big Ten winning on the road hardly happens in that league this year. And so uh, the same problem fell for Iowa last night that has befallen a lot of teams in the Big Ten. And the Hawkeyes succumbed to the Spartans 78-70. That keeps Michigan State nominally in the Big Ten race, a game and a half behind Maryland. And then we mentioned the Wake Forest beating Duke. Duke was ranked number seven. Also notable last night, the Dayton Flyers, ranked number four. The institution where my offspring attend currently, ranked number four in the country. They beat George Mason 62-55. Go Flyers. Hashtag go Flyers. (laughs) Do you think a family member will try to get to a, a tournament game if they make it? That's a good question. It depends where they're sent. Right. It depends where they're sent, but... I would fully back that as mm-hmm. part of the college experience. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say fully back it, would I back it with my finances? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Just the I don't, approval I, as a parent. I don't want to create confusion among specific yak listeners. No, it would just be moral support. Here's my phone number. Yes. And that's it. That's it. Oh, my son's favorite player, Zion, taking on King James last night. And King James got the better of him in the first time that these two went head-to-head. Of course, it was at the Staples Center last night in Los Angeles, 
And LeBron put up a season-high 40 as he took the youngster to the hole, 118-109. The Lakers prevail in that one. Bulls lose again. Man, this was a wild game last night at the United Center. Oklahoma City builds a 24-point lead, fritters it away. Zach Levine had 41. Kobe White had 35. You know who he was trying to impress? He was trying to impress Chris Paul. Do you know why? No. Chris Paul was his mentor for his AAU team. The Oklahoma City guard, who readily admits that he's, you know, towards the end of his career, then closer to the end than the beginning, apparently was Kobe White's mentor. So Kobe White put on a show last night, coming off the bench, scoring 35, but Chris Paul and the Thunder prevail 124 122. It was interesting to hear Chris Paul on NBA All-Star Weekend. He apparently has gone to a plant-based diet now. And, of course, Charles Barkley was talking to him about that. That, that kind of diet's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, terrible. Uh, but Chris Paul mentioned the fact that, hey, i got to chase these young guys around. I needed something. This has given me more energy. I feel better. So... The plant-based diet apparently working for the Thunder Guard. They have been playing well here in the second half of the season. Another guy playing well is DeMontis Sabonis, the Pacers all-star. One assist short of a triple-double last night as Indiana hammered Charlotte 119-80. to Interesting thing about this. Remember, Corey, we talked Monday, actually it was Sunday night, that the Pacers lost by, I want to say, 47 to the Raptors, 127-80. to 80. They turn around and win by 39 last night. That 86 points, that is the second largest swing in NBA history. Only the 1966 Lakers had a game where they lost, I think, by 59 to somebody one night, turned around and beat somebody by 30 the next. That's... So that's the second largest point swing in NBA history what the Pacers have experienced in the last four days. Amazing when that happens, right? It is. <laughs> then you've got uh, Denver beating Detroit last night, 115-98. But now that Detroit's traded away Andre Drummond, I mean, what do they have left? How, how, are, te- how are teams only beating them by 17? That's the Pistons, I'd hate to be a Detroit sports fan right now because the Red Wings are awful. The Pistons are awful. The Lions are perpetually awful. And the Tigers are pretty bad, too. I hear they have a great museum. I'm sure they do. <laughs> but right now, if you're a Detroit sports Woo! fan, I'm not sure it gets any lower than what it is right now. That's too bad. How about hockey, Chuck Freebie? Blackhawks, good news. They scored three power play goals last night. Bad news, they couldn't hold on to a lead, and they lose to St. Louis by a count of 6-5. to five. So the struggles continued. What once looked promising for making the playoffs for Chicago, it seems as though they've raised the white flag. They traded Robin Lehner, their backup goalie, to Las Vegas, or Vegas as they're called in the NHL, for Vegas's backup goalie, but everybody seems to agree that Robin Lehner's a lot better than Vegas's backup goalie, and they feel like the Blackhawks didn't get enough in that trade. And it just looks like Stan Bowman and Jeremy Collinson and this organization are in a downward spiral that they can't come out of. 
And granted, Stan Bowman's a Notre Dame grad, and I guess I should be supportive, but he is just doing a terrible job right now managing this Blackhawks team. We might have to throw on the Sports Jack page here this question. Who's managed worse, the Bulls or the Blackhawks? Or do you want to throw the Bears in there too? Because yesterday at the NFL Combine, uh, Ryan Pace, the Bears GM, says, oh yeah, Mitch Trubisky is our starting quarterback again next year. How's that make you feel? I saw a funny tweet from Joe Burrow yesterday. Did you see that one about, hey guys, apparently I'm done because I've got tiny hands. Yeah. His hands measured at, what, nine inches or something like that. I don't have what it takes. Which is below standard for an NFL quarterback. Okay. Do his hands fit around the trophy pretty good? Yeah, they seem to carry the Heisman just fine. Yeah. Let's talk a little baseball, Chuck Freebie. The Yankees are going to be without one of their top pitchers in the year 2020. Luis Severino goes down yesterday with Tommy John surgery, so he's out for the year. I don't think anybody's weeping any tears for the Bronx Bombers, who will be the prohibitive favorites to win the American League East, especially with the acquisition of Garrett Cole this year to their pitching staff. Cubs were doubled up by Colorado yesterday in the Cactus League 12-6. The White Sox continue to play well. They're still undefeated for the spring. They beat the Giants last night 4-3. Tigers topped the Mets 9-6, of course, most of these games, you, if you're lucky at this stage if you see the starters for more than three innings, and then here come the people with high, very high numbers on their backs. Uh, Yak fans, if you're not using the Houston Astros as a great conversation piece with your kids on the ripple effect of your actions, boy, now's a great time. That comes up almost daily in our house of just... You know, I you said something, I think it was on Monday, maybe Monday or Friday, of just these pitchers that would get hammered by their coaches because they didn't do well. Right. And they their careers might end up in the minors because of cheating on the other team. Oh, man. The ramifications of this thing. Yeah. And the Astros are starting to feel some of the repercussions of it. How so? Well, Jose Altuve on Tuesday... His first time up to bat. First of all, they were playing in Lakeland where the Tigers' home base is. Tiger fans were all over him, booing him, uh, because they got nothing to cheer about on their own team. But they were all over him, booing him. Ball one outside to Jose Altuve. Oh, here comes the heater on the inside. And Mr. Altuve will walk down to first base with a little owie on the arm after uh, getting plunked on pitch number two of the season. (laughs) I think the message was sent. Oh, boy. And, of course, the question persists. How many times will that happen to the Astros during the the regular season as well? I still want to see the Astros have to bring out the trophy to home plate and hand it over to the commissioner. But after the commissioner botched this whole situation a couple of weeks ago, I'm not sure I want him to be the one to be out there receiving it. And, of course, when that trophy is brought to home plate, I want it to be done with a cacophony of garbage cans being banged in the other dugout. (laughs) Just clanking, heavy metal clanking. All right. And maybe a little El Caban over the head with the... uh... (laughs) Thank you for that reference. That's good. By the way, uh, one of our Sports Jack listeners, I believe it was Brad Miller, reaching out last night 
Apparently, John Candelaria, episode 177, uh, was referenced last night in This Is Us. And he said, I don't know if Chuck watches This Is Us. (laughs) I saw that. To which I gave him the staring llama. (laughs) No. No. Come on, Brad. Don't do me like that. Brad apparently doesn't listen to that other show we're on where I believe 25 fun facts about Chuck Number maybe twenty twenty one. I cannot stand this show. <laughs> I loathe yes, the characters the loathe. of yes. This Is Us. Yes. Well, we've come to the sports end of this episode. Is there another end? Nothing going on pop culture? Not, Nothing going on? Not really, no. We're in that weird time of year where a kind of okay movie will sneak out. Not any really great music is being uh, rolled out. I do. Uh, I did get a question down the hallway from our mutual coworker Kenneth, asking me about Pet Shop Boys tickets for this summer. Really? Mm-hmm. I said maybe roll the dice and use the password West End Girls when ordering those tickets. What did you think of George Strait being booked for Notre Dame Stadium? Somebody must know something I don't know. That guy's been off the radar for quite a while. Can he fill a stadium? I don't think he can. Chris Stapleton and Brothers Osborne can can. They can bring the numbers, Well, Chuck. Chris Stapleton's going to Wrigley Field. Yeah. But George Strait. So my, I'm wondering if we're going to get some shows that aren't the full stadium. Maybe they come halfway into the field. Well, I, Billy Joel is that. Billy is Joel he? is coming up to what? About the 20, 25-yard line. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. he's, he's negating... Probably a third of the stadium seats. So instead of having to sell eighty thousand, he only has to sell fifty thousand. And I'm still hearing advertisements for that. Yeah, I'm, I I couldn't tell you a George Strait song. No, I couldn't either. Yeah, I don't know. You know, country fans seem to be excited. Well, and and well, they should be. I mean, I think it's great that they're getting uh, some variety of acts in there. I'll be curious to see how this unfolds as we go down the years here with Notre Dame Stadium being the concert venue. Yeah, you know, when you bring in a Garth or you, or a Wrigley Field brings in a Green Day or fill-in-the-blank, there has to be spectacle attached. Of course there does. Chris Stapleton is good. I own his music. He's not spectacle. He stands and plays. Right. You know? Billy Joel, he is behind a piano. Now, you know every song... Well, I have the feeling they'll use the scoreboard for yeah. some of these spectacle for Billy Joel. Yeah. I'd like to see ELO. Oh, saw him twice last summer. I know. That is a mind-blowing but show. But you talk about a spectacle. Yes. And wouldn't it look great in the stadium? Because he knows, hey, I'm 70-plus years of old. Course. I'm not going to move around. But I'll bring the lights. I'll bring the UFO. I'll bring the video. And it was, and you knew every song. Every song. And, of course, the question would be, are there any acts that Notre Dame could put in the stadium that they won't? Like the Stones. Would they put the Stones in Notre Dame Stadium? In 2020. Not, well, or, or next year, 2021. Because you got to think, if the Stones were going to be in this year, that would have been announced by now. Mm-hmm. Great question. Guns and Roses. Yeah, I just... I think there are some acts out there that just don't necessarily fit the mold of what the university would want out there. That'd be fun to sit in that meeting of deciding that. Wouldn't it? Yeah. 
who's in that meeting and here's 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 what we're looking at. And it ultimately comes down to butts and seats. Well, of course it does. Butts and well, seats. Well, except if you're talking about men's basketball, apparently. And with that, sportsyak at gmail.com. You can follow Chuck on Twitter. Where? At 46sports. It's a good Twitter follow. I endorse you. Thank I you. I endorse you. Thank you. And you can follow my man here at My Name is Corey, mm-hmm. who was mentioned along with the Yak in the 46 Sports Post earlier this week. It was. I think did that I'm, catch you off guard? I may have got a follower or two out of that one. I hope you did. Yes. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> we are sneaking up on episode 200, and boy, do we have something planned for that. Not We've really. got nothing planned for that no, at all. No. no that would be next Wednesday, by the way. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga-looga, Desi Vince. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sports Jack. Sports Jack. Sports Jack is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. You've been listening to Sports Yak with Chuck Freebie and Corey Mann as himself. Produced by Corey Mann. The Sports Yak theme song by Rhett Walker. Production elements and voiceovers by AudibleGenesis.com. Engineered by Phil Souza. Executive producer is Danae Hughes. In partnership with the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Interested in your own podcast? Contact Danae at Danae at StudioDNA.media. Sports Yak Archives available on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.